message for many. I've been getting a ton of, uh, of, of people asking for prayer, uh, because they're struggling with anxiety, because they're struggling with depression. Uh, they're having panic attacks. Uh, they're just feeling crappy, uh, right? And they're anxious and <clears throat> they're, they're struggling to connect with peace. And, um, uh, you know, this is, this is not a one size fits all message. We're going to talk about how to get back into peace. Um, you know, and this is presuming something. It means that you're not there. You have experienced peace. And then how do I get back into peace? Uh, one of the things I think that's really important in any process where we struggle, uh, in anything, whether it's our emotional life, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, physical issues, whether it's financial issues, relational issues, especially recurrent things, um, uh, you know, sin, uh, behaviors, sinful behaviors that are recurrent that we don't want and that kind of thing. And I think it's really important, uh, to, um, uh, to not get into condemnation. I mean, you have a problem. Welcome to the human race. And I think it's very important not to get into this place of condemnation. That'll just make a bad situation worse. And it's actually not a godly thing. So if you find yourself slipping into condemnation because, wow, I don't know why I can't overcome this anxiety issue, this eating issue, this pornography issue, uh, this whatever it is issue, right? This things that we struggle with as human beings. Uh, condemnation will just make it worse. And it also doesn't do justice to Jesus because in Christ, there is no condemnation. And because the whole cosmos is already in Christ, that means really um, condemnation is an alien entity. It's just that where we feel disconnected and we're not operating, we're operating as if we're separate from God, we will be condemned and we will condemn ourselves. And, and this is how that, that happens. And so even as a believer where yes, Jesus is Lord and you've chosen him back because he first chose you. Uh, and joined you to himself before the foundation of the world in the place where you've chosen him back, but you're still feeling condemned. There's a lie that's, that's operating. And it's very important to recognize that, uh, that a sinful, sinful behavior, sinful thinking, uh, being defeated, uh, not operating in the fruit of the spirit, all that kind of thing is not a, not subject to condemnation. God's not mad at you. Uh, he's not, uh, angry at you. He's not disappointed with you. 
you know, disappointment for God to be disappointed would mean that he would have had an expectation that we wouldn't have acted out or thought or what we did or whatever we did. Uh, so which means he's not omniscient. So he knew what he was getting when he got us corporately and individually. And he's really not upset with, um, you know, with the, um, with his choice. He doesn't have buyer's remorse. Yeah. And so in the place where, you know, well, um, there seems to be condemnation. Um, it's really a lie of the enemy. Uh, however you define that. Okay. It's a lie. Uh, where somehow we feel disconnected, we feel disqualified, we feel whatever it is that we feel. And this is not, uh, his, his, his approval, his love is never up for grabs. Okay. Plus he's not, he can't be disappointed because you didn't throw him for a loop. He knew you were going to mess up repeatedly. <laughs> And he's not all mad about it, but it does make you a candidate um, for salvation. Okay. Uh, see, in Christ, um, uh, you operate uh, according to your union with Christ. And from that place of abiding, you bear much fruit. So where we feel disconnected, uh, we're going to have problems. Okay. Now we're talking about peace today. And so, and really kind of the opposite of peace is what? Like anxiety. Uh, the opposite of peace is, uh, is fear. The opposite of peace is condemnation. All of those things. Well, if you take, uh, if, if you look at it as if you're separate from God, you will feel condemned. You will feel, um, uh, you will feel disempowered. Uh, you will feel, uh, anxious. Why? Because you're not, you're not operating according to an established, unbreakable union that's already been established in Christ. United with love and where perfect love casts out fear, you're not able to partake of that because you think you're separate. And so really the issue is this sense of separation. And this is what has plagued humanity, okay, has plagued humanity since the fall. However that happened, whether that was allegorical or in our minds or um, literal or whatever that is, what entered into the consciousness of humanity was a, a sense of separation. And with that, um, fear came, with that shame came. So now when you're, when you're talking about losing your peace and not having peace, um, it means there's an underlying program somewhere that is anxious, that is fearful, that is terrified. You know, there's all sorts of flavors to fear. I was just, um, uh, uh, someone just this morning reached out to me. I'm having, kind of having a panic attack. I, I need prayer. And, and the thing is, prayer is good. Prayer is, you know, the reason why prayer is good, well, it's good, but I'm just saying, but is that it shifts an atmosphere. If it's, if it's, it's releasing God inside us to shift an atmosphere. And, and that sometimes helps us get a hold of, kind of get a hold of ourselves so that we can uh, get outside this this grinding program 
that is tormenting us. You know, perfect ca- love casts out fear. Why, why does it do that? Because fear has torment. You see, God is love and he doesn't want his kids to be tormented, right? Uh, and we do get that way. We get that way when it looks like, God, I can't see you, where it looks like the wind and the waves are so bad, when it looks like the COVID and the politics and whatever are so huge, where it looks like, you know, um, you know, I'm not going to be able to pay my rent. I'm going to be out on the street, where it looks like someone's going to leave me, you know, all these different things that we come up with our, in our minds. Um, um, <clears throat> and we get attracted to that and we focus on that. And, you know, what you focus on, you magnify. What you focus on, you will exhibit. And so this is why Paul said, he said, um, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, think on these things. Right. Um, and, 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 and later on, he says in that verse, he says, and as you've seen in me and me, uh, that made you follow that. And the peace that passes understanding will guard your hearts and mind, hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So this guarding of your heart and mind is really dependent on what you focus on because we will all get fearful if we focus on things too long. So for me, um, practically what this looks like, um, uh, I am very protective about what I focus on. So if I'm reading the news or something, the moment I start to get a crappy mood, I start to get mad, I start to get fearful, um, whatever, I shut her down. I figure that's enough uh, because now I need to focus on Jesus. I need, I really do need to focus on my union with him, something that transcends all the mess. You see, if you're supposed to focus on whatever is true, well, the question is, what is true? And maybe one of the things, you know, I don't know what's driving your fear, anxiety, your lack of peace, but probably it's where the truth doesn't see, seem true, right? Usually because of experience, right? So you prayed, uh, they didn't get healed or they died. So healing doesn't seem like it's right now. So there's got to be some transactional thing. I got to do something else. I got, right? And so the truth doesn't feel true right? Where, um, you know, he'll provide for all of our needs. And you know what? I, I'm getting ready to be booted out of my apartment. Well, the truth doesn't feel true, right? And that needs ministry. We are relational beings and God is a relational God. He never, he never compromises on that. A lot of times we're looking for the magic ticket, right? So if I fast and pray, well, that'll push the buttons and get God to do something. And we wouldn't say that, okay, because, you know, we're not like, we're probably no better. But a lot of times we really believe it. It it just feels that way. And we're not going to be rational in our emotional heart, okay? Um, And our emotional heart, uh, which are more primal, uh, and primal doesn't mean less than, it just means more foundational, right? In our more foundational subconscious heart, uh, we'll say, uh, so that would be kind of like the limbic system. Um, that moves at a much faster rate than your higher cortical processes that know what the word of God says. Okay. And so we operate out of that place. I know we like to think we're logical, <laughs> but um, where we live is in those places. And God gave us both, and they're both important. What God wants 
is integrity. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, I write out a check and my check doesn't bounce. Oh, that's a really good idea. Okay. Um, I'm talking about integrity within ourselves. He said, be holy because I'm holy. Okay. Now that kind of makes it, if you come at it from the wrong lens, from a lens of condemnation, a lens of separation, a lens of performance, a focus on a, a sinfulness versus righteousness, you will read that as, uh, I'm holy. So you whack out that holy thing, right? Instead of an empowerment, to be as he is, because as he is, so are we in this world. To receive that as an, to let that, that wind of be holy, because this is who I am. So by definition, this is who you are. So let, let the wind of the Holy Spirit lift you up. So holiness comes as a byproduct. Another word for holy, and I've mentioned this before, is the word wholeness. It comes from the same root word. When we say hello, we're wishing people wholeness. Okay. That it's that same, uh, root word. And so, um, he wants us to be whole so that our our wholeness would look like, well, in our higher, higher cortical functioning, we know what the word of God says as it's appropriately interpreted with Jesus as the word of God and scripture, uh, being interpreted as it points to Christ rightly and where it point, points in another direction. This is, was not me at all. This is its value. Okay. So we're understanding that. Okay. So scripture rightly. And then in our emotional, uh, uh, hearts, uh, in our limbic system, in our subconscious that we're tracking with who God says he is, who we, he, he says we are and what he's called for us to do. Okay. And it's all one. And in that place, uh, we bear fruit. See, abiding in Christ means that we're learning of him. Abiding in him means I walk with you. And because I walk with you in the cool of the day, in the heat of the day, in the humidity of the day, in the dryness of the day, in the crap of the day, in the good stuff of the day, when I'm tired, when I'm walking with you, I'm abiding with you. I'm sharing communion with you, not just the wafer and the, um, and, and, and the juice or whatever, but if that, those are all things that help us partake, but it's just practicing the presence. As I walk in that, um, peace comes as a byproduct, but where I feel disconnected from you, I'm not okay. You're not okay. But where I feel disconnected from you, I am freaking out. I am going to die. <laughs> Panic attack, right? I am going to run out or ultimately, I mean, it's ultimately the, the word of God says the fear of death. Okay. And so fear is coming up in some flavor that's robbing you of peace. And peace is your birthright. You're one with the one who lords over peace. Right. And so the weakness of our frame is that we forget it. Right. The wind and the wave come. Sometimes, um, uh, we lose our peace and we don't even, nothing really happened. 
Um, but we're having a cranky day. I had a cranky day yesterday. I, I like whatever I, and I was, I, I went to the Lord and, and dealt with it, but you know, they happened to be too. So no condemnation, right? Just so you feel better. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, but in the place where, where's your peace going to come? It's going to come from reconnecting functionally in your mind, in your heart to the, to the truth that's already there. What's the truth that's already there? Well, the truth that's already there is that you're one with the Prince of Peace, that he never leaves you and never forsakes you, that he adores you. He adores you on your good days when you're doing amazing things for the kingdom of God or for whatever, or just being a a nice person. And he's there on your crappy days when really you look more like, you know, the Antichrist than you do the Christ. Okay. He's there. He adores you. If he doesn't adore you on your crapola days, okay. And your crapola behavior with your crapola behavior and your crapola attitude and what he does not adore you. Okay. So just, and, 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 you know, it's interesting when God loves us, in our yucky places, that is incredibly healing. It also um, melts our hearts because we see that, you know what? I really don't deserve nice here and I'm getting nice. I really don't deserve kindness and patience here and I'm getting kindness and patience. And that melts our hearts and we are actually can receive. So it's an issue of what do we need to do to help ourselves um, and to help one another reconnect with that place of peace. Now, part of this too is if you have these un- uh, ongoing subconscious programs that are not healed, I don't care how much prayer you get. I don't care what's cast out. Um, I don't care what you're, you're really focusing on and trying to get into the word. I don't care how much fasting you do. Um, all of these things are good, but it's not going to deal with these underlying things because it's the truth that we know in the inner person that sets us free. And where we're really not tracking with that, um, we will be fearful. We will be anxious. We will be condemned. We will feel shameful. We will uh, revert to patterns and ways of being that are destructive. You know, people, when they spin out uh, in their behavior, they're, they're, they're believers. And then something, you know, really bad happens and they spin out and they act not like themselves. They sleep around, they go to the bars, they, you know, um, shoot up again. They, you know, they fall back into old patterns of behavior. It's because they're looking for something to medicate pain and they're operating in this fear and pain, right? As if they're separate from the one who is healing, from the one who is, who releases peace, from the one who is grace, right? They're operating or they believe lies that they're not any better. They're shame worthy. They're not, um, you know, they're, 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 they're worthless. So I might as well go back to this because this is what, you know, if you feel like you're a piece of crap, you're going to act like a piece of crap and you're going to treat yourself like a piece of crap and you're probably going to treat others like a piece of crap. And it's really just going to be crappy. <laughs> okay. But in the place where you're not that, that's not what God is saying. 
So that means this needs to be healed. So some of you, if you're having recurrent anxiety, recurrent depression, you need to deal with your crap. Okay. I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying uh, it's not going to happen because we cast it out. We pray it out. God is a deliverer, but a lot of times because he is relational, he wants to meet us in the place of our lies where, where we feel separate, where we feel when we're angry at God because um, he lets bad people continue to do bad things, you know, quote unquote. Um, he lets, um, you know, he didn't show up for us, that we did all the right things and the right things didn't happen for us. We're going to have to deal with that. And if we act like we're good little Christians, um, we're going to stay stuck. And you are a good Christian. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying you're not. I'm saying, but the veneer where we're not telling the truth of what's going on inside Okay, you know, the unexposed is the unhealed. And if you're not willing to cough it up and just bring the ugly to the light, right? If you don't bring it to the light, it cannot be healed. If you run and try to self-medicate, it cannot be healed. Now, God's right there with you while you're running, self-medicating. Uh, you know, if you're spinning out and sleeping around and shooting up crack and whatever, God's still there. He didn't leave the room. He didn't leave you. He didn't leave you as his room, <laughs> as his house. Um, uh, but we act like it. We act like it. And, and, um, until, you know, we deal with those things. We're going to cycle and cycle and cycle and cycle and cycle. And so it's not a one size fits all, all, um, thing. The other thing is that, um, um, you know, it's not, uh, you know, this is not a, a punishment for sin. God doesn't punish sin. Sin has consequences. Sin, sin is behaving out of a false identity, right? And so, um, and so those things need to be fixed. So if you, you're having recurrent depression because you feel shameful, you feel unworthy. Well, that needs to be ministered. That needs to be healed. So that means you're going to need to be proactive and, oh my God, roll up your sleeves and get some work done, um, to be upgraded and how you are engaging with yourself. And we all need this kind of work. It's called, let me think. Oh yeah. Mind renewal. Okay, but this is not whipping out another scripture, although I'm all about scripture. Let's do it. But where the scripture doesn't feel true, well, ding, da, ding, 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 um, you know, something else is going on, right? Where um, where scripture feels condemning, well, we're not seeing scripture right, and it's coming through a filter that needs to be healed, okay? This is all about healing. What do you think being conformed into the image of Christ is, Okay. Well, let me just say, you're being conformed into the image of the one who is altogether lovely. Why is he altogether lovely? Because he is holy. He is whole. Everything about him is the same. He's in him is light, full of light. There is no shadow of turning. There's no dark spot. There's no downside. There's no cranky version. <laughs> right? Um, there's no unlovely version and he is relentless at doing that. And so if you're stuck in cycles of this, it's time to, um, to get serious about dealing with your old hurts. It's time to get serious about, and, and you probably, if you've been in cycling, you probably will not be able to get, get this done by yourself. 
that this is an ongoing thing. This is not about just about you and Jesus. And it is about you and Jesus. But sometimes you and Jesus involve someone else because he wants to minister through someone else. But it's also not about have the prophet come and pray over you and cast it out. Um, right. So there are a lot of our issues, uh, any kind of demonic overlay, whatever you want to call that, the source of that, whether it's real, whether it's not, it's what you're experiencing. And so taking care of that is important. But the bottom line, unless you take care of the underlying issues, it's just going to come back. And that sucks. Uh, you know, usually I find for people to deal with their stuff, the pain of where they're at um, has to be big enough, right? So that it will drive them into the pain of change. No one wants to do that. This is well known in counseling. This is not something new, but it's actually very true. You see it over and over again. And the people who get serious are just like, okay, whatever. I just need to, I'm done. I need to get this done. And so they're willing to do, and let me just tell you, it is work. Um, but it's work in union with Christ where you have his yoke, take my yoke upon me, upon you and learn of me. I'm meek, humble, lowly, and I will give you rest for your souls. Okay. Well, if you keep on getting out of rest, it means there's something that's causing you to unyoke. It's a lie. It's probably a lie. It may be some trauma. It may be unforgiveness. You know, unforgiveness will torment the crap out of you. It is baggage that you don't need. Right. And so that you do it for your sake, not to say that it was okay. And where we're holding judgments and standing in judgment of other people, we're actually um, taking God's job. And that is a sinful way of being. Okay. Because there's only one just judge. If we think that we're right in judging people because we know, we know their hearts, we know why, we know whatever. No, all you know is the external of what you've seen and you have a limited knowledge of that. You don't know what's driving it. You don't know what they're thinking. You don't, you don't know. And if you think you do, that's a pride issue. Okay. That's not helpful. So, and then judging ourselves. Uh, right? Uh, Paul said, I judge no one. I don't even judge myself. What does that mean? Well, it's like the bottom line that I, I have blind spots about me and I'm not standing in judgment of me because God's not standing in judgment of you. He already judged you. And he said, wow, just like my son, as he is, so are we in this world. This is why we have no fear in the day of judgment. We've already been judged just like Jesus. Perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. So if you're feeling fear, ding to ding, ding, go backwards, go backwards. If you're feeling fear, if you're feeling anxiety, what was I meditating on when this emotion started? What was I meditating on? Oh, I was meditating on, oh yeah, you know, God, I got this big bill coming. I don't know how I'm going to pay it. I, I was meditating on like, oh my God, you know, I, I'm going to look so bad in my bathing suit. I feel so fat and ugly. Uh, oh God, I'm going to be whatever, whatever, you know, whatever we think of and, and reverse engineer it. And that will help you start to find some roots uh, of what, what it is that you're meditating. So, and then, and then you ask yourself the question, you ask Jesus the question, what's the lie I'm believing that's driving this? I'm so fat and ugly. Well, is that what God is saying? Is he really saying fat and ugly? No, I guarantee you, he's not saying that, right? Even if you got some poundage, right, to lose, he's not saying that, right? Uh, he's not saying worthless. He's not saying alone. He's not saying, um, you know, um, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. He's saying partner with me. He is saying that. 
but he's not saying you're alone having to figure it out. You are never alone, ever alone. And where we feel alone, um, uh, you know, uh, we start to, um, act as if, uh, we're helpless, hopeless. And the truth is we all know that, I mean, intuitively that if we're alone to figure it out, life is terrifying, right? Because we know we can't figure it out. And if you learn the lie that somehow you have to do it by yourself because people aren't trustworthy, um, and then you don't, you're, you're, you don't know how to, to trust God. It's really an issue of trust. This is what God is healing is our ability to trust him, right? I am one with you always and I trust you. And so, sometimes, uh, in, in the places where we're having a really hard time doing that, uh, where we're really shut down, when we are on lockdown, full of shame, and these programs, um, I'm worthless, or uh, I'm a piece of crap, or, um, you know, um, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I will always have to do it by myself, or I will always be poor, or I will always have to struggle, or I will always be alone, or whatever these things are. And they're in our limbic system, okay, which is faster than our, cortical system. Okay. Um, we may need to agree with those and change that confession. So one of the things that will help bring release leaf is a paradoxical prayer. Okay. So it would be something like that, like agreeing with the irrational that I know we're not, I know we're not supposed to confess bad things, but we're we also supposed to be called truth tellers. <laughs> and if that's what the truth of what you feel, you probably need to fess it up and then help redirect it. So that would be something like, yeah, I know even though I'm a piece of crap. Okay. I choose, uh, you, you, you love and accept me, God. Even though I'm a piece of crap, um, I love and accept myself. Even though I'm a piece of crap, I trust you, Lord. And so what you're doing, you're taking the lie, which is a lie because you're not a piece of crap. Okay. But that's how it feels. And if you try to pretend and candy coat it that you don't feel what you feel, you cannot heal what you do not allow to come to the surface. So, um, and just repeating that you can feel stuff coming off because you're literally forcing that program that's in that cycle that is so, uh, strong, a stronghold, which has a stronghold. Um, you're forcing it to go another direction, even though I'm worthless. I'm love accepted by God, even though, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm worthless. Um, I love and accept myself, even though I'm worthless, I trust you, Lord. And so that will open up a space for you to begin to engage with God and get him to actually minister truth. Right. And so when you bring that lie, I'll never have enough. I'll always have to do it myself. Ultimately fear Ask the Lord what the fear is that's causing the lack of peace. And then ask him what the lie is behind the fear. Okay. So, um, because their lies are drivers and emotions are important because they're diagnostic of what's going on inside you. Yeah. And then let the Lord hand him when you're ready, bring that into the light, hand that to the Lord. So Lord, I give you this. I'm a piece of crap. I give you this, I'm worthless. I give you this, I will never have enough. 
I give you, I'm all on my own. What do you want to give me in exchange? And you have a divine exchange. What, what truth do you want to minister to me? What, what do you want to give me? However that is, there's a divine exchange that God is, is calling you up to a higher level. And so he's calling us to deal with all these things that even though we know the truth in our minds, in our hearts, hell no, right? Even though, um, uh, even though, you know, I can't trust you to heal and I'm going to die. I'm love accepted by you. That's your lie, right? Even though, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I can't trust you to heal. Um, uh, I love and accept myself. Even though I can't trust you to heal, I, I trust you, Lord. And you're literally forcing that program into a different mode to open up the possibility to be able to begin to receive from the Lord. A lot of people are so on shutdown. They, they, I can't hear. I never hear the Lord. Well, that's bogus, but you may need help. You may need help. And this may require for you to actually get serious and seek some counseling. That's not a weakness. That's just called, let me think. Oh yeah. Ministry, but it's more than just a prayer. And I think we have this kind of magical thinking sometimes in the body of Christ that if I just say the right prayer, if I cast out a demon, if I whatever, uh, you know, if I fast and pray, um, it should take care of itself. And then we're, we're condemned that it doesn't work because a lot of times it doesn't work. And we're, um, and we're, uh, angry at God, uh, because it didn't work or feel worthless because we weren't worth you know, ministering to all of that. We get all, we get, and then it, we've just made a bad situation worse. Now there, uh, let me say this. I'm all about prayer. I'm all about reading the, I'm all about confessing. I'm all about that. When there's life in it, if there's not life in it, ding, da, ding, 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 that's not what God is doing. The sons of God, the daughters of God are led by the spirit of God. And a lot of times we try to work a formula with something that's worked in the past but it's not working now. It's not working now. And so people um, just get frustrated and more shut down and more hopeless because they tried something else that didn't work. And then they start to believe the lie that nothing works and they get in this hopeless cycle and it sucks. So time to break the cycle. Now, having said all that, I'm actually going to pray for you guys because I do believe prayer shifts atmospheres share prayer brings releases hope and peace and joy prayer does all of that which is great but to sustain that you're going to have to put in some work okay i I don't want to delude you and you also have to realize that prayer absolutely does work but you know you just can't have the prayer person every time i feel crappy i call someone for prayer that's a really powerless way of, of, of operating. Um, and then, um, so just, just so you know, but I am going to release prayer. <laughs> so father, I just thank you, uh, for your sons and for your daughters. I thank you, holy one, that you adore your sons and daughters. You adore your sons and daughters right where they're at, uh, right with the mess that they have, where they're unbelieving places. I believe help my unbelief. Uh, you adore them. If they, if, if they know you, you adore them. If they don't know you, you just adore your kids. And I thank you for the spirit inside each and every one. And I, I just thank you for stirring your spirit in them 
to start to minister and start to flow out of them. I thank you, Jesus, that with the, with, with the sound of my voice, there's a frequency that's being released, that the spirit within is being revived. There's a spirit of life in Christ Jesus that your spirit flowing from me is engaging with your spirit in them. And the resonance of that is amplifying peace, hope, joy, possibility. Thank you, Jesus. I, I just thank you, Father. I just see this, um, this peace that's settling. And I see, um, some sons and daughters and they're, they're, re- they're really, uh, in a crappy panic stricken way. And they're, um, uh, kind of, uh, crying out and, and whatever. And it literally blankets because Papa knows how to soothe his unsoothable children. He knows how to um, bring peace to the peaceless. And I thank you, Father, for just a heavy atmosphere of peace that it settles, that peace is settling. And I just hear the Lord say in the midst of peace that as my peace is settling, I will settle things. I will settle things. I get to be the one to settle things. That what you haven't seen yet is not, does not mean you won't see it. That what you have seen and you shouldn't have seen or it was never intended for you to be seen, I will wipe that away with my peace for I am your healer I am your deliverer and I I, and I hear the invitation from the Lord I hear him say know me that's an impartation know me And I thank you, Father, for that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you to enlighten the eyes of your sons and daughters' understanding so that they will know, experience intimately the hope, such hope of your calling, the hope that does not disappoint because love has already been shed abroad. So where hope deferred has made the heart sick, When the desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. And he's stirring up that life and that, and that peace and that we would be, have his spirit, um, uh, and uh, his spirit enlighten our eyes to see the hope of his calling, the glories of the riches. There's vast treasure troves in each and every one of us and each and every one of us is his treasure to experience and know the love of Christ being rooted and grounded and, 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 and growing and experiencing the left thing, left breadth, depth and height of it, knowing the love of Christ that fills us with his fullness, his fullness, his fullness. 
that we're loved every place that hurts and that we're able to feel that love, to encounter that love. And I see the love and I see the peace and I see the hope um, uh, drizzling down like caramel <laughs> into the inner parts, coating and soothing and stilling the unsoothable. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Papa, for each and every single one of your kids, as we've shifted into this atmosphere, Minister to them what you want them to know in this place. I'll just wait a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. You are masterful at what you do. You are masterful. Thank you. And I hear the Lord saying, I have no lack. So whatever it is that you need, I've already made provision for it. Whatever it needs, you need in real time, I already provided for it. So what is it you need? What is it you need? Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm here to serve you, not to demand service. I already performed for you so you don't have to perform. I already uh, am, am the completeness so that you're complete in me, so that you lack nothing, that I provide for all of your needs according to my riches and glory. How much riches in glory is there? Glory, actually the word in and of itself is a connotation of wealth, no lack. There's all of that. There's all of that. And I hear him say, let me heal you. And I see him reaching out his hand. Will you let him touch that place? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, Papa, as you're ministering this peace, and you're ministering your love and you're ministering hope in all the places that are needing that. Papa, if there's a specific direction that you have that's individual to them about um, how to heal some of these places, maybe some of these long-standing issues, these areas of trauma, these areas where people got stuck. Um, if there is a, a methodology, a, a ministry, a, a counselor, a yellow pages, a Google address, whatever that is that you would have them go to, Papa, I just thank you for leading and guiding your sons and daughters. And I thank you for the ability to rest in that. If they're not seeing anything, knowing that God will show them you are faithful, not according to our faithfulness, but to who you are. 
When we're faithful, he's faithful. When we're faithless, he's faithful still. He cannot deny himself. This is the one who loved you and gave himself up for you. This is the Prince of Peace. So, Pop, I just thank you for the grace as people are connecting with how do I get upgraded in my thinking, in my ways of being, so that I'm not constantly going around the stinking mountain, so that I'm actually, wow, experiencing more life, more abundantly to the full till it overflows. And, Father, I just thank you that with the vision of what that is, there is a provision for that. Uh, but you're asking your sons and your daughters to step into that. Not having to, uh, we don't have to hop onto the next fix, quick fix, but we use the fix that we have to empower us to do the deeper work where there's lasting fruit that helps people remain in you, connected with you, and as a byproduct, bear that fruit as a default. And I thank you for that grace. And I praise you for that in Jesus' name. Awesome. Awesome. I hope that was a blessing for you today. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.